0: Welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast It is your girl Lise Winnie here back again Just like I said that I would be Yeah, my name is Lise and I'm a millennial So let's get this party started right But before I can do that I gotta just give a big shout out to Jay the Lioness She was on Brunching Podcast with us We had a really good time last week So if you have not had a chance to do so Please check out her new music that she has out now I believe it's Winter Blues And her even her old music One of the favorite albums that she has out That I enjoy is Evolve So check out Jay the Lioness And she will be going on tour in South Africa uh, Sometime, I don't know if it's this year or next year But check her out and follow her on all social media So you know how to reach her So I appreciate that And guess what, we got a guest here today too So we, Millennials Anonymous We are not without guests I know there's a lot going on with all of us That's on the platform I know there's a lot that's going on with Millennials Anonymous Podcast I love it and I like it But I want you guys to know that we have guests here too. And we have some amazing guests here. And we have some amazing conversation here. And today we're actually going to have Nira Muhammad on. She is an artist. She is an author. She is a teacher. So we are going to have her on. And I'm super excited. You know, because teachers, like I said, they my favorite kind of people. They, they got a special place in my heart because they can do something that I can't do. Like I tried it and it just wasn't for me. And I got kids and everything. And it was just like, baby, honey, no no (laughs) the way your mind is set up this ain't for you okay so I, i appreciate teachers anytime i see teachers i feel like teachers are undervalued we gotta give big ups to our teachers and our artists and creatives so just shout out all the way around so you'll be excited and you'll love that interview it's coming up soon but before we can do that you know what we have to do we have to give you the top 10 trending topics of the week so i know what you're thinking you've been talking too much i know let's get into it so here's what we got top 10 trending topics of the week so Fury versus Wilder has got the internet abuzz with Fury whooping Wilder's ass to the white meat yes and he even was tasting blood Mm -hmm. and he had said that he wanted to taste blood at some point during this fight but no one actually thought he was going to do that but in the video it kind of shows that that's really really nasty Um, yeah not only is he tasting blood it's sweat it's dirt it's a lot it's nasty and I'm a little concerned Um, yeah and Wilder was talking a lot he was talking a lot and it just didn't work out we had not expected what we had saw and i know he gonna come back but that was a lot uh that was that was a lot and i'm not gonna say nothing about fairy because he could really probably whoop everybody's ass at this point and i don't want no problems i don't want no problems i don't want no problems and bernie sanders wins nevada's caucus as he heads down to south kakalaki so he can do it again he talking about a 3 P, but i uh, I don't know the other Democrats are saying you know What you know what B you need To sit down man cause this is For us so Joe Biden And Pete Buttigieg are expecting A big turnout down there In South Carolina we will see what Happened but Bernie Sanders is, is Kicking ass and taking names right now Over there in them caucuses You know in the caucuses He's taking names and the Coronavirus is causing mass hysteria And racism So even here Right here in the good old U.S. of A, which, you know, we kind of known for the racism Sorry, but we are. So it's even spreading here. So according to a couple of news outlets, Uber drivers are refusing to pick up people with Asian sounding names in fears that they may contract the virus. Now they've showed pictures of people covering their mouth around people who appear to be Asian. So this is getting really out of hand. So what I will say is that in order for you to get the virus, you have to be around someone who has had the virus. And I think we've only had like 13 cases here, confirmed cases here in the US. So the chances of somebody not having the virus is a lot higher than the chances of somebody actually having the virus. And at this point, what is the point of doing that because you mean if the person is out and about in the streets the chances of them having the virus is slim to none I'm not saying don't wash your hands that's nasty so I'm gonna need you to still wash your hands and be very clean and cleanly and everything but don't be doing that that's silly it's silly. I'm just saying. And in unsad news, we have Janet DuBois, who actually passed away at the age of 74. If you do not know her, I'm sure you would if you turned on Good Times. So she played Wilona. She is uh, will be really missed. Amazing, amazing. She was just at the Good Times like live premiere that they had and they did she was just there so my heart goes out to her and her family and on style expert B Smith actually passed away. I believe today according to Her husband so we also Send loves and prayers out to her Family as well she was 70 years old And Sway Lee is Designing men's designer Heels with Giuseppe yeah yeah I said it you heard it I did not make A mistake and he Said that these heels gonna be rocking and Popping baby I saw a picture Of him I believe in the heels that he's Going to be designing and it's more like a platform Shoe so we're not talking about a stiletto Uh, So it's like so Remembers Prince, you know, um, you know, and what Prince had be what he was wearing. No, not the blouses. I'm not talking about the blouses. I'm talking about the shoes. So you know how Prince used to wear like them platform shoes with the big platform soles. That's what we talking about. So all my men who are vertically challenged can wear these shoes. So he can give you at least like two or three inches, like in height. So this is something that is serious. Like he could give you some some inches. He said the designs will be floral. Rent, so I guess you can wear them to church um, if you want to maybe wear them to the office you know I think he had on some shimmer um, shimmer shoes uh, it's with some glitter so if you want glitter and shimmer and, and flowers this is for you you know he said no flex zone so he is from Ray Shremert if you don't know who Sway Lee is he is a rapper young young guy um so he said no flex zone he said he don't got no type you know it's just one of them things so if this is what you want it's coming and Rick Ross's ex is calling out her yes that's my best friend that's my best friend Jennifer Williams from Basketball Lives who allegedly is dating her ex Rick Ross girl code violation she has said that she she thinks that her friend is dating her. I smell a storyline.
1: Ricky rose Ooh.
0: Just me personally, I smell a storyline. I smell a reality show. I don't know how real this is. It might be maybe she met him in a stop you know, and he was like, huh. And then they, you know, they started dating or whatever, allegedly, but I don't, I, I just smell storyline. I just do. And the 14 year old girl who created the Renegade Dance is finally getting her due when website sites like The Shade Room are calling for equality for African-American creators on things like Instagram and TikTok. So she's getting her due originally. If you were watching All Star Week, you saw the TikTok girls who were getting all the shine, and people just was like, uh uh-uh, uh, they ain't the original. So if you going to have them out there, I'm going to need you to get the original out there. And they did bring her out, and she was on Ellen. And so now she's like getting her props. So this is really good for her, and it's good for her brand because now she can get a little money out of this. Maybe she can pay for college or whatever, start a business, whatever she got. So we need our young people to get their credit and their due and PayPal. Mm hmm. Accidentally credits a man. It's ninety-two quadrillion dollars, quadrillion dollars in error. And he is from Pennsylvania. He's a business executive in Pennsylvania who uses PayPal for his side business. And he said usually he has a zero balance. The most he's ever gotten was a thousand dollars. And when he logged in, he was quite shocked to see that he was the richest man in the world. However, he logged back out. I guess didn't just plain delirium and he logged back in just to see the reality had set in and it was back to zero and for his troubles they did credit him I think a couple of dollars not a whole lot but for his troubles they did credit him so we'll see what happens with that and if you like Stranger Things like I like Stranger Things you will be happy to know that Hopper may be reappearing in Stranger Things as he showed up in a sneak peek so we shall see what happened I like it maybe he's in the upside down Maybe it's spreading We don't know what ha- happened So we gotta wait and see what ha- happened with that And according to Men's Health Magazine Spotify's playlist of the top songs and artists to have sex with Excuse me, I mean sex to <laughs> Are as follows So here are the top three artists So we have The Weeknd Trey Songs, and Jeremiah So I guess Trey Songs, I can see it Put it to bed, bed bet the weekend i don't know what song you listening to to have sex i don't i'm not i'm not a music sex kind of girl like that's not my thing i don't do that but maybe some people do be doing it i don't know whatever and then jeremiah i could see that i guess You yes i I mean i don't know we'll have to i have to go back and listen to these songs because i'm not so sure about these choices and millennials come on the top music, the top songs to have I guess have sex too, according to men's uh, health magazine is neighbors know my name by Trey Songs, slow motion by Trey Songs, and all the time by Jeremiah. Okay, early in the morning I think about you. Uh, okay i'm a need for millenni okay we gonna have to have a conversation because that's not even a okay never mind i don't know what's going on with y'all millennials because that's not even a, like a sex Yeehaw! maybe it got a rhythm maybe maybe there's a rhythm i i don't know um maybe there's a rhythm i was just trying to imagine it in my mind but it kind of has that you know I, I, so then I'm like do you stop at that point is that little pumps I'm not sure like that's a lot and so I, I I don't know I don't know millennials we need to have a conversation and I don't I don't like it I don't like it at all like can we go back to the originals can we go back to the old school music if we are gonna do it put on some Marvin Gaye put on some because at least those okay I'm going to stop. I'm going to let it go. It's over. It's, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. This has been your top 10 trending topics of the week. Let's get into the topics of the day before we can get into the interview with Neera Muhammad. All right, so let's get into it. So the topic that we're going to talk about today is Miss Ayesha Curry. And if you don't know who she is, she is the wife of Stephen Curry, the basketball player who plays with the Golden State Warriors. And she is also a chef. She has a couple of restaurants. I believe she's on or was on America's Baking Challenge show. And so she's she's doing some stuff. And she's recently posted some photos of her and her husband on Valentine's Day weekend. And people went in on her. And they wasn't having it And so if you've not seen the picture It's like if you ever held a baby Well not like you hold a baby Not like you hold an infant Like a baby baby Like not how you hold a baby baby But like a toddler Like okay let me not know Alright I took that back So basically she was facing him and he was facing her and then he had picked her up and then he kind of was like leaned in a little bit so you could see his man package at the bottom. So he had a delivery um, at the bottom and she was kind of like licking his forehead. So it was a lot going on. It was a steamy photo that they had posts between them two as a husband and a wife. Mind you, not just some randomness. It was a husband and a wife and she, she posted it. She also posted another picture of her in her bikini laying with her husband out having a good time in vacation okay it happened every day you know so you probably like why are we talking about it so here's why so basically people clap back at hers because she's originally she's that's not the tune she was really telling she was telling women to kind of be modest and people called her out on it people like amanda seals you know questioned her and they called her out because back in 2015 here is what Aisha posted she said everyone's into barely wearing clothes these days huh not my style I like to keep the good stuff covered up for the one who matters and so this this got people up up in their feelings (laughs) especially since you know on Instagram everybody is naked if you're an influencer and you're not half naked I'd I've not seen that yet. Everybody who is an influencer that I've seen male or female has been half naked on there at some point. They have they, everybody got a, a an underwear picture on their Instagram somewhere. If you are influencer, that's just kind of like how that how it work. And so people was kind of in their feelings about that. They were feeling like she was thumbing her, you know, her nose down at people. And it just wasn't wasn't what she thought it was you know what was happening so according to this is what amanda seals wrote under her picture she said weren't you bashing other women for posting bikini pics and aisha clapped back and said nope never actually it's really easy for people to read into things make assumptions and turn a whole nothing into something and of course you know it's not gonna end there first of all i don't First of all, Amanda Seals is not a, like a clap like if you clap back at Amanda Seals, she's n- it's not not going to be over. Like that's just how it is. Like she's going to clap back again. And so she said, "Those were your words." She continued It's cool. People change and 99.9% of the time people with opinions like your old one tend to backtrack at a later date. Your body is amazing and I felt like your opinion on staying covered up for the one who matters was insidious, outdated opinion. I was waiting for the inevitable day when you posted a bikini pic and helped demonstrate that it's not that bad to show some skin. Okay, but Aisha say, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't gonna be outdone in this light scam battle. She said, I was talking about someone walking around casually shopping in nipple pasties. I still find it freaking hilarious, but no one will ever know. All good. You got to broaden the thought process on 140 character tweets. It's not always that serious, but I love all of y'all for gassing it to try to find a weak spot. She responded, and so people sh- sh- listen here's my thought on the matter and this came from magic 102.392.7 the article so here's my thought okay so Aisha Curry she's always been in a you know amazing woman and everything but i feel like just looking at some of her pictures that she's lost a, a significant or a, some weight i'm not gonna say a significant because she never was big so a, a, she's lost some weight and she's been in the gym cutting it up you can see she got some some dices and slices and when you be in there like a chef and you be dicing and slicing and you be cutting it up and you be doing all of that and you could see the slits you could see the cuts you want people to see the cuts you want people to see what you have been doing over there in the gym and it's like you look look at my stomach it's flat you could wash clothes on this now boo boo. look at these abs i want y'all to see that i was working hard okay so i i, I get that and i really wish she would have just kind of said that because i feel like that's why we're seeing this i, I don't feel like it was I mean, cause she has the right to post. If you want to post a picture of you and your husband doing whatever on vacation, I mean, not whatever, like, I mean, come on, y'all will get blocked off of Instagram, but you know what I mean? Just being loving and everything. I think that that's fine. I, I don't find a problem with that my issue is is that this is not the, that's not the first time she said something like that so she said other things like that in the past and i get it she's also a basketball wife of a of a man who's quite popular in the nba and when you have a husband that's really popular in the nba you know what is going to happen the thoughts a correlation association is going to get together and say you know what he's popular he's winning championships the thought correlation Association will assemble get information ladies we need to go over her I, I get it so if you have all of this temptation around your man you're probably gonna feel some kind of way with all of those girls who walk around half naked and all they do is eat air and drink water and so they look um, like amazing and they don't do anything but go to the gym and get money for posting pictures on Instagram I got you that would be some frightening stuff okay to constantly be seeing that so I could see where she would probably be coming from because she lives on a different side of the planet than people like me now we got the thought correlation association in real life like for the poor people like me but like you know it's a different kind of correlation association You <laughs> like you got different members and you know the membership for a thought association correlation for mba is a whole nother it's a whole nother caliber you know what i mean so you got to compete with those women i get it i get the frustration in it it's like come on now like y'all don't have to go to store like that come on now y'all don't gotta go to the game like that come on now like you what is you doing you doing too much you're trying too hard you're thirsty so I mean I feel like that's what she meant to say she meant to say to the women that are out there in the world that are just doing the most to try to get attention from NBA players and rich men I get it that's why she, I feel me personally, allegedly, I feel like that's why she said it. I, I, I don't think that it had anything to do with her necessarily judging women because it would be kind of hard for her to say, oh, you can't show skin and then turn around and have all these pictures now where she's showing skin or whatever. It just those two things don't go together And to me she never came off as a prude Like somebody that was always covered up Like even back then she still wore clothes That were you know not revealing But they were still like up to date Type of clothes so it was like you know she's not sitting here just walking around with nothing like where she's wearing these oversized over baggy clothes to not show off her figure or anything like that's not what she was doing so that's why I was like I don't feel like that's where she was coming from and like look people like um, Amanda Seals are gonna say something because if they see contradictory behavior people are gonna say something especially when the picture started going viral so when the picture started so the picture started going viral not only because she had lost a lot to wait and she looks amazing. The picture had also started going viral because you could yeah. see her man so he had a, a little package and his package was showing he certainly had a delivery. Um so it was a lot in that section in the area. And I think that also caused people to kind of start looking at the picture because of that. So when you I can see why people like a man still be like, Wait a minute, baby, you was just saying don't be posting stuff like that. Keep it to the one you love. When the one you love is already in the picture, why do you need to share it? Like y'all all just keep that in your house so when people come over they can see it if they're amongst in your house but you don't necessarily need to put it on instagram in order for people to see it so i could see why people would call her on the contradictory statements like i said this is not the first time she says stuff like this but i think a lot of it does come from the frustration of having a basketball player for a husband that i could only i'm not saying that all basketball players are dudes that go out and they get into stuff and they do stuff and all of that I'm not saying that but what I am saying is that it's harder to be a wife to a wealthy man because you do have more temptation of women out there he has more options and if you listen to my favorite comedian that I talk about each and every week you're and I'm not saying I believe this (laughs) I'm not saying it because all I can say all men don't cheat but Some men are only as faithful as their options. And when you have so many options and so many willing participants, it's a lot easier for you to get yourself into trouble and to do things and to get into places that you shouldn't be. Now, I believe that women should be able to do what they want. If you want to be on Instagram and you want to show your body off, you do that. You do that. Like, it's not necessarily for me. Like, I'm not going to follow you because I get really tired oh my god I get tired of seeing it like I'm like okay can we do something else like it's some people that all they do all day it's this twerk everything is a twerk everything is a twerk and a twerk and a twerk and a twerk and I'm like you know what you have the right to do this but I ain't gonna follow you no more because I like I'm tired of seeing it and so I, I need to, I need to, you know, expand my horizons. But like I said, I'm in my 30s, so I have a whole different viewpoint on life of things that I don't want to see and I don't need to see. But I feel like women should be able to do what they want. Uh, we have been kind of like suppressed for so long and objectified that if you want to be able to be free sexually and you want to be able to show your, how free you are sexually and express yourself in that manner. You you should be able to do so, and that's nobody else's business. So if you want to go out there and you want to express yourself and, and be sexually open, you do that. I, and I don't think anybody should have to, you know, call you on it because, like, you know, Amanda Still says, well, you know, people change their mind and your way of thinking is outdated. And I'm like, maybe it is, maybe it's not, because there are actually some women out there that do feel that way, and they do feel that, you know, I would rather just be covered up. I feel more comfortable, not even just for a man, but just in general, some women just feel more comfortable being covered up like I don't have to be naked out here to show you that I'm sexually open that's not what this is about I don't need to do that to feel the validation I don't need to do that to get likes so it's not old or archaic like she said just say that it's based on the woman it's based on what you want to do so if you feel you want to be open and free you be open and free but what i will say is that if you post stuff on social media like miss aisha curry did and you you know kind of like say don't you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do this people are gonna call you on it so you can't get upset you can't clap back at people for calling out some stuff that you said so you did that's what you had said and you said it more than once So if you're going to say it, you got to stand in and you should achieve what I would like. I said, what I would have liked to have her to have said was I lost weight. I feel good. You know, I felt great then, but I feel better now and I've been working really hard in the gym. I just wanted to be able to showcase what I have been able to do and all the work that I've done and put in. And yeah, I changed my, my changed my mind because I felt like I was being constricted and I couldn't be who I was and I couldn't show what I wanted because I had this image I was trying to uphold and now I just want to be open and free. If she would have just said that, I would have been like, boom, okay, got you. Perfect, baby, got you. I love it. But I feel like it, we kind of got a little bit of this backtrack. We got a little bit of backtracking and Aisha. We did. Aisha. Here, what you done there? Like you we got a little backtrack. Don't don't backtrack. You shouldn't don't backtrack. Just go forth with it. Don't say people read into it. Nope. That's kind of what you wrote. So, you know, just say I felt like that then. I don't feel like that now. this the new me. Get ready for it. Get ready for it, bitches. Cause I'm gonna be out here and I'm gonna be out here in these streets on Instagram. You gonna see more pictures like this? I might not even be at the beach now. time you see me in a bikini maybe i'll be in my bathroom like all the rest of y'all just saying you gonna see it but that's all i'm got to say okay okay so that's what you need to know so ayesha just be real amanda leave alone everybody just let's be friendly and, and lovely okay that's it i'm done all right so here today we have a special guest on millennials anonymous podcast so i'm excited because we have an author we have an artist and a teacher and teachers are some of my favorite people because i don't know if i could do it so i appreciate what you guys do and watching and taking care of my kids each and every day so i have a special place in my heart for teachers we have miss nira muhammad on today how are you doing today my dear
1: I am so great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited.
0: And um, we're excited to have you. So we're going to talk today about a topic that about toxicity or toxic relationships in the millennial set, but just in general, you know, toxic relationships and the impact that it can have on people. And the reason why we're actually having this conversation is because Miss Miss Muhammad actually wrote an article in medium.com, I love you, but I love me more. And it really sparked my interest about these types of relationships that we have in the culture that we live in. But before we get there, I want to ask, you about yourself like what inspires you to be a creative and kind of what's your background
1: so I've always been an artist and a writer um my mother said that when I was a kid I was like this really weird kid who would draw instead of talking (laughs) and I thought that was like really interesting because that's literally who I am I'm just by nature like an introvert and whatever I'm feeling or thinking, I typically write it down or I paint or I draw. And that's normally how I like to express myself. So anytime I'm in a setting where I get to talk, it's like, that's like, I'm like a fish out of water in that setting because I'm such an introvert and I love, I love being an artist and I love being a writer. And that's just how I express myself. So for me, just like, I grew up in a single family household, you know, I'm the oldest girl, Um, I have an older brother, but you know, I, what really sparked, I think, when I just realized like that I was a writer, I actually started writing about my father. Um, okay, my father was, uh, he was in and out of jail, and you know I just started writing, and my my diary was more like a form of poetry. And I will never forget when I was in twelfth grade, one of my so called friends she took my diary and she oh. showed it, to, like, she passed around the school, like literally passed it around the school. And I was like, like so embarrassed. Cause you know, like this is the age where you talking about boys. I'm like talking about all this stuff, but it was yeah. like kind of a good thing because everyone came and was like, yo, you got to publish this one day. Like, yo, you got to be a writer. Like, this is so dope. And I'm just like. Oh my God, like <laughs> I hope no one knows I'm talking about them. Um
0: <laughs> girl co-violation number one. But girl it, it
1: is life. good I mean, it that got, it, it got it's worse. F- she, she was kinda like messing with my boyfriend behind my back. It got worse. But oh. nonetheless. <laughs> okay.
0: Girl co-violation number two. Okay.
1: <laughs> but it turned out to be a beautiful thing because I realized that my words had power and that, you know, I could inspire people who were voiceless just through my writing. And sometimes I felt voiceless and so for me being the shy introvert introvert girl with curly hair and glasses that was like my way of just like being able to be like a bad chick i could just like write it and everyone had to listen to me
0: <laughs> i can so see that cuz sometimes the things that we think are bad in our lives can turn out to be a blessing so although it was embarrassing at the time yeah. you were able to find out that you had a talent that you could actually share with the world. Yep. So that that's an interesting thing. Um, it's That's funny that you said, because I <laughs> used to be an introvert uh, myself, but over time I realized that I'm way too opinionated to keep all this bottled up inside. So I just started talking and I don't think I ever stopped at <laughs> that
1: point. I'm, like, I'm a Virgo and so I'm very opinionated, but it's just like, I'm like when I'm in a setting with people that I know, then I like come to light. But I like, I find myself not really wanting to be like in the forefront I I like being in the background which is weird because I'm an artist and a writer so (laughs) I'm called to speak and like show my art and have to like talk about my art so it's like I think my talent kind of like pushes me to like move out of my comfort zone and so
0: you know I could see that yeah I can definitely see that because you you definitely are creative so you are amongst us creative people now the article that you wrote I love mm-hmm. you, but I love me more. What inspired you or what was it about this specific topic? Cause I know you mentioned your, your father. So did it come from a childhood experience or is this something that you just kind of were noticing and you wanted to write
1: about? So I'm actually in the process of writing my autobiography, um, called Aaron Unscripted. and. I was inspired to write it because one, like when people would hear my story or stories of my life, they would always say, dang girl, like you need to write this. And so I was like, you know what? I'm trying to pinpoint traumatic experiences in my life and how I became who I am. And so through writing um, Aaron Unscripted, I've just been able to really pinpoint like moments of my life that have really impacted, like why I'm afraid of like being next to a window. You know what I mean? Like because This girl that I knew in first grade got shot in her house, like doing a job shooting. And So it just sparked me that, you know, so often, you know, our interactions with people, like they really do shape who we are. And I feel like I've always been this person that like I make excuses for people. I always, I always look for the good, you know, and Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I am an optimist to like no end and it's not a good thing. And it's really unhealthy because sometimes you find yourself hurting yourself more by allowing people to treat you you know however they want to treat you and just constantly making them excuses oh they're this way because you know their mom was a drug addict and that's why you know he has a hard time loving me and respecting women because he went through this as a child and it was like I was always finding excuses for everyone else's stuff
0: oh yeah
1: at what point do I say you know what I do love you but at some point I have to love myself more because you, you can't feel back all all that energy that you take from me you're not pouring back into me and so i felt that i was left being depleted so often in relationships and Mm -hmm. so i was like you know what i do love you but this time i choose me this time i love me more and so i after like writing out stuff i was like dang like i think that's my motto for 2020 like i love you but i love me more I like
0: that motto, and I think more people should follow it because there we have a toxicity in millennial culture. It, it's rampant, and it due to things like subliminal racism because it's not necessarily overt now. It's just it didn't go away. It just it just comes out in a different manner, mm-hmm. and then of course the perception of money like this money culture that we have and you know this sadism that's out there and this over aggressive censorship why do you think we see the signs so the signs are there about the toxicity in our culture and that we should love ourselves more but why do you think that we continue down this toxic path especially as women and african-american women specifically despite those signs
1: So I think there are a couple, um, of factors. One, I think that we live in a culture now where everything has to be seen, whether it's from social media, whether it's the increase of reality TV shows, everyone wants to be seen. Everyone feels as though they have something that is marketable about themselves. And then like another topic I cannot, I really want to touch on, um, because I think this is so interesting but like people talk about Lizzo and this is no disrespect to Lizzo because I think Mm -hmm. Lizzo is a great artist but people always say you know she shows her her body because she loves herself and I always ask people does she love herself or does she need validation from other people in order to love herself and so I just think that's a very interesting just thought and I'm not saying that she doesn't I just Mm -hmm. pose that question because I feel as though we're constantly needing validation from other people. We need other people to tell us that we're beautiful. We need other people to like us. Like if you post a picture and you only get 20 likes within a certain amount of time, you delete that picture and then try to upload it at like a different time? I think like we're yeah. always searching, you know what I mean? Like we're searching for this, this uh, level of acceptance and it can be very toxic, it's like, do you really love yourself or do you only love yourself based upon how much attention you receive from other people? I also think that in terms of African American women, we are over sexualized. Um, okay. whether it's in media, whether it's in music, whether it's walking down the street. So that's partly why like I paint naked women because people are always saying, why do you paint naked women? I'm like, because of the fact that, you know, I'm tired of women's bodies being sexualized or the fact that if I'm going to breastfeed my daughter, people are like, Oh my God, hurry up and cover up. It's like, no like stop sexualizing women you know mm-hmm. that, you know, that it, it feeds into this toxic you know energy that we feel it's like why we feel like we need to have this like super tiny ways with like this big behind that we can never find the proper clothes to properly fit because we, 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 you know what i mean like we just want to be you know we constantly seek attention and i really do think that part of that is because of social media because i don't remember it being to this extreme that it is now um for instance, I was like reading on Time Magazine and they were saying that within millennials, there's been such a spike in suicides, alcohol abuse, and drug abuse. I mean, between 2007 and 2017, there have been an increase of 108% drug related deaths between 18 and 34 year olds. Like, wow. I think that's, that's crazy. Alcohol related deaths have increased 69%, and we've had suicides increase by 35%. Like, that's serious. Yeah, it's like, it's like I mean, I had a student, and I, you know, literally yesterday, who who was like, "I want to hurt myself. I don't even want to eat." Literally, just yesterday. Oh wow! And okay. a ten-year-old, a ten-year-old, because of the way that he was being treated by other students, and so I, you know, I jumped on that really quick. But I just mm-hmm. think that that's so interesting how other people's views and the pains of us really reflect how we love ourselves. It's 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 deep. It's really deep. And so I think the- deep. You- uh huh
0: do you think that the need for attention that is really what's fueling this fire of the toxic environment that we're creating
1: i think it is i think it's a big part of it i think it's also just trying to keep up with pop culture um we constantly want you know you had brought the money thing earlier and i always find it interesting because i am i am such a cheap person like i mean, not like cheap like i need to like go to walmart cheap but I mean, it's like, <laughs> like shopping, like I'll, I'm like I'll go to Old Navy. I'm like looking for sales. I'm, like what is, Like I'm I've never been like quote unquote a label whore. Um, okay. Like I've never been one of those people that's like I need to have Gucci or Versace because you know that's what they rap about. Because I'm just like you got to shop within your budget. You know you you need to stop trying to like keep up with the Joneses and like be true to who you are. And maybe if I did live in that tax bracket, then maybe I would you know, shop in that tax bracket, but I think you have to really be true to who you are. And I think that now we live in a society where people, we want to look like Cardi B. We want to keep up with Jay-Z. We look up to celebrities based upon their money. Not, you know, we're not looking up to the James Baldwin's anymore and the Ida B. Wells. Now we're looking up to, you know, Jay-Z is the standard. And I love Jay-Z. He's my favorite wife, mm-hmm. so that's Jay-Z. But okay. I'm just saying, we can't use, you know, we look at those pictures of like jay-z uh dj Khaled, like all those black men and we're like that's black excellence and they were like
0: Thanks. is
1: that is that black excellence is that black like what makes and i'm not saying it's not but i'm just i always like to pose questions to people because i like to make people think but like mm-hmm. what is black excellence and what is the standard of black black excellence you know what i mean it's like is it a bessie coleman Or is it a Beyonce, you know, so I just. True. That is, that's
0: a, that's a very interesting factor that you bring up. And on this platform, we talk, I, well, let me full disclosure. I'm in the beehive. So I I got a platinum membership. Yeah. I got (laughs) a platinum, (laughs) platinum membership. (laughs) I I get downgraded from time to time. Beyonce. <laughs> okay. Oh, that that's so dope. Um. Yeah, so I get downgraded from time to time in the beehive because they tell me I'm not rocking with her enough. But you make a great point. So I think that does add to the toxic relationships that we have with ourselves because we are trying to live up to someone else's standard. And then it's like, who's setting this standard? And most of the time, it's some white man that's making billions of dollars off of their perceived notion of black culture yep that is so
1: true that that's
0: that's an interesting factor that you bring up but when we we're talking about toxic relationships it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship so we're just talking about relationships with yourself with other people in general how In in your research and in writing this article, how would you say that a toxic relationship, whether it comes from a parent, you know, whether it comes from a spouse, impacts self-worth and value, especially being a teacher and, and, you know, having to talk to so many different children? How would you say that you believe it impacts self-worth and value?
1: I mean, I think that it certainly impacts your relationships overall. I mean, if you grow up in a toxic home, for instance, if you're a child who grew up seeing your father abuse your mother, and then you turn around and you grow up and you become a man who abuses women. I think that the way that you're raised and the way that you are taught to love has so much to do with the way that you love. And that's not to say that that's always the case because Mm -hmm. you, you may, you may go completely the opposite way. You may say, you know what? My father wasn't in the household. So that means that as a, you know, as a black man, I'm going to make sure that I'm present in my children's household. You can go either way. So I think even for me, oh my gosh, like my mom was just sick. So my sister and I went to Florida. I'm sorry
0: to
1: I said, my yeah, she's fine. She's okay. Um, okay. But she was sick and she was in the hospital for a while. So my sister and I, we decided, you know, let's, we have to go see our mother. You know, she's in Florida. She's pretty much by herself. We have to go down there. And this was just in January. So this is barely recent. So we went down there and you know, my mother and my sister, you know, they have a very strange relationship. My sister's kinda of like the middle child, but she's very ahead of her time. She's always been like super, super mature. But oh, her those and middle my mother, kids, like, I know about them. <laughs> her <laughs> and my mother bumped heads. I mean, it was like it was ugly, like and she's like blaming my mom for like a lot of her relationships and like the way that she feels and i'm not saying myself was wrong because i think that she's right because to be very transparent my mm-hmm. mother and i had like a big blow up fight like two years ago when i went to florida so for me i kind of like got it out it was like nasty like we were at chilies it was like oh okay <laughs> it was like really bad like and it was like all these feelings that i didn't even know like that i was so bothered by like just like came bubbling out and it just got like really, really bad. And so I was trying to like be the middleman between like her and my sister, but I'm just like, dang, like seeing my sister like break down crying and just like, I'm struggling to love because of you. I'm struggling, you know, like she's trying to be so opposite of my mother. Mm -hmm. Like in this, you know, my mom was a a middle child herself and she came from um, parents who my grandmother tried to abort my mother like multiple times. Okay. Because my gra- my great grandmother told my mom that if she got pregnant again, she was gonna have to marry my great, my grandfather. And my grandmother was like, she, want- I don't know how she did that, but she got pregnant okay. again, and because okay. she wanted to abort my mom. And so my mom always kind of grew up feeling resented by her parents. And if- it took years for her to even find out, you know, that my grandmother tried to abort her.
0: Mm-hmm. But, it-
1: but she always tells us like the way that she loves us. You know it kind of stemmed from the way that she was loved and so i think she tried to overcompensate with gifts and like buying us things and maybe she wasn't as affectionate like hands-on touchy feely but then she was also a single mom and so i think my sister resents her for just like a lot of different things but i'm always telling her like one you know you really got to go back and try to like pinpoint exactly what it is you're mad at her about you can't just say like that you're mad at her i'm like you Mm -hmm. gotta, gotta be very intentional and specific because it's easy to tell someone that you're upset at them and then expect them to change their behavior, but you can't tell them what the behavior is they need to change. So that's one. You know, I'm like, you got to tell mom, like, hey, mom, this is what it is. Like, I came out shooting daggers. Like, this is this is what it was. I was mad that you you left me before I graduated high school. You moved to North Carolina. Like, I felt like you weren't there for me. You know what I mean? I was very, mm-hmm. very intentional, direct. like very direct. Like, you have to be. And I think too often we're not direct enough when trying to mend those relationships. One. You probably noticed In the black community We sweep too much stuff under the rug
0: Too much That was, yeah. <laughs> that was my next question Why is the African American <laughs> It seems to be more acceptable In African American society and culture
1: I'm gonna be honest I think it stems from slavery I think that it stems from us Always trying to be so strong um, Yes Too often I hate being called a strong black woman I hate it personally Like I don't yeah. like when tell me that um, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to be labeled as that because then it's, it's, it's to say, get over You're a strong black woman. It's nothing. You can't get over. Like, no, that's not true. That's toxic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that <Yeah>. language <laughs> itself is toxic. I am sick of it. I'm sick of when I finally have a breakdown, then everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy or they're t- telling me that I'm an angry black woman. No, I'm not an angry black woman i am tired my bottle that cork on my bottle of all the hurt and anger and pain that i've just been squeezing into this glass bottle the cork has popped off like i'm not angry i'm hurting and i'm tired of like pushing all this stuff down and like putting on this mask of being the strong black woman like no we have to stop sweeping stuff under the rug if someone touches (laughs) somebody in our family we need to deal with it you know what i mean like we don't deal with stuff enough and i think that's the issue in our community we're taught that we have to be so resilient mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't believe in you know therapy and like oh that's white people stuff yeah like, that's for no. the
0: white people that's that's <laughs> we don't do that
1: yeah and so is like generational wealth but we're trying to get <laughs> we're trying to get to that point like you know what i'm saying like at some point we have to realize like this is not working anymore it's not working I- I agree with you.
0: Um, so we, we had a a podcast a while back about that strong black woman narrative because essentially it's a compliment, but when you take it, like you said, and you look a little deeper at it, it's not because black women tend to take the burden of everybody around them. They actually did a study. Black women take on everybody's burden, like, Mm -hmm. you know, mama's burden. You know, your daughter's burden, your kid's burden, your friend's burden, and then you just carry it with you. And And eventually it's going to get too heavy. Yeah. Eventually it's going to get too heavy and you're going to have to do something about it. So I agree. I think it does slim from, from slavery. A lot of the toxic things that we have, same thing with whether you're pro or or against beating your children, but I think a lot of that stemmed from slavery, that that's how you get someone to listen to you by yes, yes. beating them
1: i'm struggling with my students <laughs> okay. with the, like um needing to yell and i hate okay. yelling i hate i hate yelling at my students um <laughs> but i honestly like it's so funny because i get so mad at them for making me yell <laughs> <And> It's like <laughs> ah, you brought up the side of me i don't want to come out but i hate that they they don't listen if i don't yell and i and i have like we have these restorative circles and I, and I love it. We, we practice restorative practices and restorative justice. And it's like a big thing at my school. And all of us oh, teachers wow. have to be trained in like restorative circles. So we have circles and okay. where we all just sit on the carpet and we get out what we're feeling. We're very um, intentional about saying how we feel and we try to assume good intentions. And so I'm, I'm sitting down with my students. I'm like, listen guys, I really don't like the yell. I said, for one, I'm a little woman. I'm four eleven. It takes a lot for that to come out of me. So Are it's like four eleven? Oh my I'm goodness! <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta like pull this like out like from like deep within myself just to bring it out, and I, I don't like that. I want to go home and be this thing lullabies to my daughter. I already can't sing, and, and then the, trying to sing with like a hoarse voice is like even worse. That's <laughs> okay. I like I'm trying to like go home like happy just like I, like you guys go home happy but i just i'm like why do why is it that when i try to talk to you guys and just like the sweet you know but stern voice you guys like ignore me and completely walk all over me i said but the moment miss muhammad turns into this raging fire everyone's like pauses freezes stops and like does whatever i say i'm like why and i'm like in my mind i'm like is this like what it's like at home is this what they like is this the way they respond to their parents and I just have to like try to take myself out of the equation and just like keep having these restorative circles and pray that like eventually we'll get to a place where I can like not be this raging fire and just like talk to my kids like human beings. <laughs> 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 but I'm just I'm interested in that that theory. Like, are they yelled at at home? In that is, is and I'm not judging their parents because I get it. I get Right, them too. Um, Nigel gets yelled at, but I'm just curious. Like, like within the black community, is do our children only? Listen to that type of energy because that's the way that we adjust them at home. My son included.
0: That's very true. No, that's, that's very true. And I think that it's just, it's taught that again, Mm -hmm. when you go back to black people, we are the strong one. So I think the perception of what strong means, Mm -hmm. it gets skewed. So if you're not yelling, if you're not aggressive and brash and loud, then you're soft.
1: Yes, she's not serious. She's in she didn't yell yet, y'all. We can keep yeah. you going to tough. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. No, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to respect you guys. Like, and I'm I, I, I truly believe that respect is like earned. It's, you know, even for children, I feel like children deserve respect because how can they learn to be a, a respectful adult if they aren't respected? Like in turn, you know, what you get what you put out. And I think that, that goes for all ages, all stages of life. So I try to be respectful to them and I want them to be respectful to me. And it's just like I'm I'm trying to teach them something that's not taught in books and so I think that's just like I'm like guys come on meet me halfway and I'm trying to be a better like even with my son like I'm trying to be a better mm-hmm. mom like I don't want to be the mom that's always yelling or you know threatening to beat him and never beat him because I don't beat him I, I tried it like one time and I felt awful about it and so I was like <laughs> you know what <laughs> the beating thing's not for me <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're like I'm not doing this anymore I don't I don't <laughs> think it's for me
1: you know honestly it's not like I felt like a toxic parent even like in beating him I felt like geez like no like I just that's not the parent that I want to be I don't even want to be the parent that yells I want to be to look my son in the eye and have a conversation with him and him realize like you know what my mother can be calm and respectful to me I need to give that back to her and that's like the energy that I'm trying to put out so you know I'm with ending toxic relationships, I had like mentioned in my article, it starts within yourself, recognizing, mm-hmm. recognizing when you're the problem too. Um, okay, Recognizing what you need to change within yourself. And I think that that's part of just my process of writing is just recognizing the times when I've been the toxic person or had a toxic behavior. And even my making excuses for other people can be seen as something toxic, where I thought it was coming from a place of love and me just trying to like be understanding i think that you have to set standards for yourself and like cutoffs like you only have x amount of time to do this to me before i'm just like you know what no like i'm done because in the end i just become a toxic person because i'm just allowing you to treat me this way and then eventually i'm telling you that it's okay to treat me this way because i'm just going to forgive you and that in itself is just really unhealthy
0: okay so the first steps to breaking the cycle of toxic relationships is to one Acknowledge you and Mm -hmm. what you can do with inside of you and then setting those stops for yourself. Like, hey, that's it. Like, I can't as much as I want to love you. (laughs) I I, I love me more. I'm sorry. I just, so I I love it. I love the the full circle of it. And it makes so much sense that you have to kind of put yourself first because you can't love nobody if you don't love yourself. And, And... in fact, so you know, in the words of, of Mama rue you, you can't love nobody unless you love yourself. But you said you have a book. You have a book
1: out, correct? Yeah. So I'm a poet. <laughs> um. Yes. Rebel Rebel. That's the diary that was passed around. <laughs> okay. Oh, so
0: you did Congratulations on that. Okay.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I did. I did. Um. And I'm actually, oh gosh, now I'm on my fourth book of poetry. So I have I have a lot of work to do because I have a lot of stuff to put out. I, I'm like. I hoard my stuff I tell myself that all the time I'm always hoarding the good stuff like you know I just like I write this stuff and I keep it to myself and so I gotta put it out more um Rebell Rebel is definitely it's been out for a couple years now and it's I wrote that book from the age of 14 to 20 and I love to go back and reread it sometimes because I actually learned from 15 year old Neera sometimes like man she was strong she was cool Like. And then other times, like, I don't like myself between 17 and 18. I'm like, she was crazy. I don't like her at all, <laughs> but I think it's really interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Like, I, I love that about being a writer because you can always like go back and like see your growth and like even comparing like the poetry that I'm writing. Cause the book, I'm the book of poetry that I'm currently writing is called I am the moon. Um, and so like looking at, I am the moon and then looking at rebel rebel, I'm just like, wow, like these are like two totally different women, but You have to like follow the steps to see how she became who she is. And so I'm excited to like get some more stuff published and like put out some more work and just like let people like follow the story. Because it's really a journey of self-discovery. And I think that's what I like about it. It's a black girl on a journey to self-discovery. That's it. Awesome, I, and I,
0: I mean, for me, I wasn't that insightful. So when I went back
1: and read myself, <laughs> I was
0: like, okay. But I love to see people that have, you know, had that insight for a very long time, and to see writers, because I dabble in writing from time to time. I just, I'm not a poet. I, I, I just can't. I would love to be able to write poetry. I'm just not a poet. I can write you a story. I can't write you a poem. I, I just, I can't. It's like if you read it like I don't know what this means and I'm like I don't know what it means either but we're just <laughs> oh, that's hilarious so how can people follow you so if people want to follow your journey get your books reach out to you on social media how does one do that
1: So, um, you can follow me at I Call Her Queen. Um, I Call Her Queen is on Instagram, I am on Facebook. I Call Her Queen, Naira Muhammad, those are two different sides of me, you can follow either one. Uh, Naira (laughs) Muhammad is the authentic, raw, and um, I call a queen is a little bit more edited because you know, I have a lot of people that wanna follow me and I can't let everybody see that side. So that's more of the professional <laughs> polish Nira. If you wanna, if you want the prof- professional polish nearer, follow I call her queen. Um, that is the name of my business. And that's, you know, through I call a queen, I sell my art, my poetry and all that good stuff. And so, yeah, I call a queen.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I mean, this platform is an open platform. So <laughs> a lot of our people, we open we let our guests okay. do and say okay. whatever they want to <laughs> do and say so yeah yeah we we yeah. open <laughs>
1: I call queen, Mohammed. um and my book is available on barnes and nobles it's on amazon it's on lulu.com it's called rebel rebel spelled exactly the same but one is a noun one is a verb people always say rebel rebel and i'm like nope it's rebel rebel you know it's like telling yourself to rebel so well, See, and she's doing the English. Do you teach English? Is that your? Is that what you teach? Um, I actually teach all the subjects. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. okay. So you, you like the the primary teacher that you you go to, to all the subjects, Okay, got you. Yes, I like the, it. Um,
1: social studies history is my specialty, though. I love history. Um, I think I'm like a historian by nature. That's that's my thing. I love history.
0: So we definitely have to talk because I, I love to love history. History don't always be loving me back but I love to learn about history I'm just one of those people I got ADHD and ADD all combined into one so I get get distracted (laughs) easily like oh what's going on over here but we appreciate you coming to the platform and you can always come back when your your next book comes out please feel free to come back on the platform like I said we are super open nothing we've had trump supporters on this platform african-american millennial trump supporters we've had yeah (laughs) we've (laughs) we've had atheists on this platform we are open so the door is always open to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about because we believe that millennials should get the information and then you decide what you want to do with it so we appreciate you coming through i had a lot of fun so please go out and support miss nira muhammad and like i said she's an amazing artist she's an amazing poet and she's a teacher which are my favorite people so i need you to go out and support her so i appreciate you for coming on today
1: thank you anytime thank you
0: Alright, I want to give a special warm round of applause. I was about to say welcome, but she's already gone. Uh, Thank you to Nira Muhammad for coming on to the Millennials Anonymous platform. We appreciate you coming on and giving us all of that knowledge. So please go out and support her and her books and her art and everything. So find her and then go like and subscribe on all her uh, social media handles and platforms. You do that and... I want to, again, give a special shout out to Jay the Lioness. I know she wasn't on Millennials Anonymous podcast, but because I'm a part of Brunching podcast and it's on Millennials Anonymous podcast platform, I want to thank Miss Jay the Lioness for coming on Brunching and sharing her talents with us as well. So we appreciate anyone who comes through and supports us and all the things that we're doing over here. Please check out the Love is Dope episode. If you have not had a chance to do that, or special rather, the Love is Dope special, please check that out. It is on, I mean, you could find it on Facebook, but it's probably easier just to go to our website and check it out there. And it's right at the bottom of the page on the first homepage. So check that out. It's a super dope special we did like a documentary about love and black love and if you've seen the show black love it's similar to that just that we talk to of course people that we know like the digger and ashley the cannabis nurse and just kind of getting the information from people who actually are doing the damn thing keeping their relationships together every single day so check that out and we will have the black history month or black history no black history is now special that is going to drop within the next two weeks which we'll just talk about you know what black history is how we can make a difference each and every day just going back to some of the facts about black history um facts and things that have happened just it's just one of those dope things just to let you guys know that you can make an impact at any place and at any time in in life and that black history is really 365 days a year we just celebrate it and in i guess a public national setting one month out of the year but it really is every single day so you have a possibility and a chance to make history each and every day and again we talked about it last week happy black history month um and we are coming upon women's history month which will come up in march so we'll talk about that as well when we get to that bridge or that road we will cross it but we're not there yet so let's just continue this- celebrating all the historical figures that came before us that allow us to do what we do And we are going to have a couple of special episodes that are going to drop for Millennials Anonymous, one for politics. So we're just going to have like a political panel with a bunch of different millennials and just talking about things that impact them in this democratic debate and and what they think should be happening, shouldn't be happening. And if they're concerned about what they're seeing on the democratic side. So we're going to be talking to different people about that. So I'm I'm excited about that coming as well. And if you want to be a part of Millennials Anonymous podcast, it's super easy to do that. All you have to do is go to our website and you can just fill out the form let us know what it is that you want what are what a specialty do you have what why you want to be on the show and what happened and all of that jazz so you can go and do that and like and subscribe today on all major platforms for millennials anonymous podcast shout out to wpir for rocking with us we appreciate you thank you so much this has been millennials anonymous podcast check back with us again peace